Hello, welcome to Soberish. My guest here today, you may recognize his voice from the reality transurfing videos I made everybody listen to until I tracked him down on social media. This is uh, Bootsy Greenwood, a.k.a. Owen Hunt. Yep, that's right. It's traveling, reality <laughs> transurfing. Sure. What is the word I'm looking for? Um, uh, not entrepreneur. What is it? The, uh, the person when you go to the embassy, they are the... Uh, uh, the ambassador? Ambassador. Maybe? Traveling... Reality Transurfing Ambassador. Transurfing Ambassador. Okay, I'll That's go your with new that. job title, cool. yeah. It would have been so cool if I spit it out in a timely fashion, but it's me. Um, I haven't stopped moving in <laughs> three days. My life has been, I like landed from the East Coast. Oh, I did have like one night to watch all of Undone, which is about reality transurfing, kind of. Really? I don't want to spoil it, but yeah, it's about... Um, jumping timelines and, and telekinesis and shit. And then I have just been recording podcasts, editing podcasts, doing readings. I think I did six readings Friday, seven readings Saturday, Damn. recorded the episode with Water Baby Saturday night. Sunday, I had a shit ton of readings again, had to pick my kids up at LAX, try to play mom a little bit, and then... uh ran out of time editing the water baby episode it was actually like an hour and 40 minutes and mm. I had to cut the last 40 minutes. I'll put it out as bonus content at some <laughs> point if I get five minutes to fucking edit it and then um, put that together. It was so late last night. By the time I got that put together, I just realized I have to edit an episode of Mormon and the meth head. What, what, it'd be funny if I didn't let you talk and I just like complained about all the work I had to do. Anyway, three readings today, two doctor's appointments <laughs> for my kids. One of them had to get like blood drawn and shit. And then you have to take them to get boba, right? Because they, you know, they like uh, had to get blood drawn. And then I got back home and then I had readings and then I'm recording a podcast and then I have to edit a podcast. And then I think I have to get on a plane tomorrow or something. No, I have to take, I have to pick someone else up from the airport. Anyway, how are you? Oh, man. Um, I'm chilling. Yeah. I'm chilling. <laughs> yeah. I haven't been doing much really. Well, You've been I, traveling a no, lot. We've been, I've been, we've been busy. We're out here running a compound and like shooting a bunch of stuff for transurfing and. Um, yeah, I was in Spain for a month, like on a cruise ship, just like emceeing for Bon Jovi's cruise and like, holy shit, Bell and Sebastian's cruise. And I don't know, dude, I don't even know how the hell all of that happened, to be honest. So you're transurfing. I guess so. I guess yeah. that's what it's called. Yeah. When crazy shit happens that there's no way you could ever make it happen, but you sort of just pick the best choice in the moment and just keep going. Yeah. You know? Holy shit. It's weird. Let's do, you're probably the best one for, because, you know, I, I, I talked about reality transurfing on so many podcasts for so long. Thank you for doing that. I actually have read like three pages of the book, um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is kind of my thing is to like skim something and then talk like I'm an expert about it. Sure. I think I'm just a pollinator. <laughs> I'm an ascension pollinator. My job is to just tap it because the randonauts people act like I, you know. <laughs> I, like I've done more than one of those. They're right. just like, tell me about the different things you've gone on. I was like, I did the one that I talked about on 
several podcasts yeah. and like I just pollinated this group with this group sure. but then I moved on to something else That's and cool, you know though. I got what I needed out of it but reality <laughs> the majority of my reality transurfing knowledge comes from an article like a medium article that was that a really good article I know which really one you're good. talking about it, it was, was comprehensive excellent. yeah yeah he crushed it on that one and then the book I it's next to my bed as I you see, see. yeah but I um I just, I use it like an oracle. I just spin it and then pick a page and that's the page I'm supposed to read. Well, you live a different type of reality, you know, than I do. I'm a very like mental person and I'm super curious and I have to be able to fucking explain everything, which is total bullshit. Right. But I can't help it. Right. It's like a compulsion for me. Yeah. So it's so weird to hear you talking into my headphones (laughs) right now because that's what I did do is I did listen to it. I would put it on at night and go to sleep and then it would autoplay through your videos. When did you know you wanted to, like listen to like that it had something to offer like did you know right off the bat or what flagged you that this was something cool potentially so in 2017 i was on stage doing this is not happening and i kind of i guess now i know had kicked into a new like i was like ascending again and uh so a lot of my life was in upheaval but um I tell you, like, uh, this is going to make noise, and then I make as much noise as possible. <laughs> Brian, I miss my studio, but, I've you know, already, whatever. I've um, I uh, felt reality as a moving sidewalk for the first time. And then was having all these experiences with this moving sidewalk, which I can now see in, like, my mind's eye. And then I, like, knew what was coming. I could feel the trajectory of it. And it was this weird sensation where nothing was a surprise anymore. And then I started having the experience of getting knocked off of the timeline that I was on. Mm -hmm. Because I was like, oh, I understand multiple timelines now. But then I was like, oh, no, I'm on the wrong timeline. Because I was on a timeline where... Everything was happening like I knew it was going to happen, but like I was going to sell a TV show and stuff. And like, I'm not on that timeline anymore. Right. I don't know that. I, I don't think I can't like that's a problem like with me. It doesn't seem like you want to be on that timeline. That's a problem it? with me yeah. is that if you put me on a new timeline and I see it, I'm like, oh, there's a new shiny thing. But um, I think I'll probably go back to that timeline. You just fuck around point. with it and just go away and then. Come, yeah, I was. Yeah, I just back. feel like. Yeah, I feel like that timeline was a di- like chasing a dying medium. Um, but I at one point got knocked off of a timeline that I wanted, I still wanted to be on. Mm -hmm. So I told a friend about it and she's like, do you you ever heard of reality transurfing? And so I Googled it and found that article. And then that article has so many things that I had figured out about manifesting reality that I never heard anyone describe like the want it, but don't want like the, the The removal of importance. Yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. That's fine. And so that was my biggest issue with the secret, right? Is like, you got people you got people like grinding on mm. something in their conscious mind. They're never going to create that. That's such a pushing, pushing energy. Yeah. yeah, it's weird. So I really resonated with it and like for was insufferable for a while talking about reality transurfing, but it really like mostly there were a couple things like the um, wave of fortune. I, I could remember an experience where I knocked my podcast partner and I off of one of those. Um, you know, where I, um, like trauma and stuff that I was clearing was like, sh- like induced shifts, the yep. downward sort of version. Yeah. They're the same thing, but one's, you know, up yeah, one goes on. Down. Yeah. Right, right. So, um, anyway, I want to have you kind of do, uh, 
a cliff notes of what okay. how the principles of reality transurfing, and right. then I want to get into Tufty. Now Tufty, I read cover to cover. Okay, yeah. Now is that because, I saw a lot of the screenshots you posted. Yeah, I think Tufty is def- It's definitely the more advanced for sure, no yeah. doubt. And I think that's probably why you are so obsessed with it. Like RT is a foundation. It's kind of like the, the the guidebook. It's the rule book. You know what I mean? It's right. like he for- he reformulates natural law in a way that. I don't think anybody's ever done before. And it allows you to, it's really quantum physics, really, right? Like it allows you to sort of just shift instead of having to like change yourself and, you know, do rah-rah new age shit or join a multi-level marketing company or whatever, right? Like it's just like, here's a way to sort of change your relationship to reality. You say a lot that, uh, you know, reality is like a video game. Right. I would say that reality transferring gives you the controller. Exactly. And then you have to figure out what A does and and all that. Like it takes some time to sort of dial it in. Right. But it's totally doable and you don't have to really, you don't have to change or, you know, become something that you're not, you know what I'm saying? Like the whole, so let me, let me wrap it up for you then. It's about being your most authentic self and reaching the goal that identifies you as that particular self, right? Like it's right. really about stepping into like, it's, it's an idealist wet fucking dream is what it is. You know, it, 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 it's, it's all about like being your most authentic, the purest expression of who you are and finding the path to be able to just do that and be successful. Right. So, I mean, that's the, but I mean, it goes into all these, you know, traps really in mental prisons and weird, um, weird games that we're playing emotionally, you know? Yeah. Like I say, people put all these big fucking words on shit. It's like consciousness is just attention. That's all it is. Right. And, you know, like you desire something, you push yourself away from it. There's all these emotional, all spirituality is, is basically emotions, right? Right. So why do we have to make it so complicated? You know what I mean? But anyway, um, it's just, uh, it's just a different model. I like to think of it as like, like it's like kind of like a mental martial art or something, right? In a way, it's, yeah. And I think it's great. pure. I think it's yeah. pure. You know what I mean? Like in itself, I'm studying it because I found it and I got obsessed with it and I made the book. Like nobody asked me to make that shit. I was just like, this shit is fucking dope. I love it. I feel it. like this is such a good example of okay. So, uh, history of us is you had read reality transurfing on YouTube. Yeah. And so at some point, I either was looking for the audiobook or Googled, I think I was trying to see like how many people know about this and then just found that you had read it on YouTube. And so it was just easy for me to just let it play in the background. I feel like if you, I play a lot of videos at night when I'm sleeping, I feel like it gets in what's sure. supposed to get in. But I have a tendency to not be able to understand. I love it because you message me all the time about books and resources and stuff. I very rarely get uh, around to looking into Dude, any of them. I know, I know how that is too. But for the most part, I can't absorb something until I've already like figured it out myself. But that's the thing I love about reality transurfing is I was like, oh, this is a concept that I could never put words to. But the timeline thing was something new that I was experiencing. But so then you just read those books on YouTube. And rather than these people contacting you with copyright infringement shit, what happened? Well... I think all these like paradic links just started uploading and down and, and uploading my like downloading from my channel, the books and then yeah. uploading it to their own. I don't really know. That's still all being sorted out. Like I, I I'm still, you know, in a risky situation, I guess like they could just be like, 
take those books down and I'll be like, yes, sir, Vadim, sir, I'll take those books down. I don't know what other choice I have. He friended me on Facebook. He's friending everybody on Facebook. <laughs> the Vadim bot, you know, he's going around. He's like a fucking virus. No, um, no, he's, he, he speaks with Renee some, so we're kind of like trying to help him, you know, and get this idea out there. Like they haven't, They've been really cool so far. So the Trans Surfing, what is it? The Trans Surfing Institute? Yeah, the internet, isn't it? Doesn't that sound so professional? We yeah. wanted to be Worldwide Trans Surfing Federation, WTF. But oh. I don't think Vadim really liked that. Okay. So he was like, no, you know, tr change that, make it something different. So International Trans Surfing Institute is what's on Facebook. So is he spearheading this or, or he just greenlit it? So he greenlit, greenlit it. Okay. Like, Renee was like, can we do something? And he's like, yeah, do something. So... Nice. I think we're in good shape. Yeah. As far as that goes, I'm excited. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. I mean, he's a brilliant dude. She's met him. I can't wait to. Like, I had a dream that I met him and I was wearing just underwear. <laughs> of course, you know. Did you run that by him? Uh, I don't remember in the dream. He didn't He didn't seem phased by it, you know. Um. Okay. So uh, you put the books, at, which is a great way to sync up with the reality that you want to be on, right? Um, also a great way to get sued for copyright infringement. Sure, so, sure. you know, trust your gut. Hold on a second. <laughs> you know, I turned the goddamn air conditioner on to like 60 degrees because I was like, we'll cool it off and then I'll turn it off. And then I didn't turn it off. And I'm like, oh, it's never going to stop. The entire time we're here, we're going to be frozen. So hold, please. <laughs> All right. So the basic premise, I'm going to butcher real quick and then you can chime in. The basic premise is that there is an endless, an endless uh, amount of variations to the reality that you're currently living in and that you are free to surf onto anyone that you want. And sometimes they cross over one another and you have like a wave of luck or a wave of bad luck. And that is a more favorable or less favorable timeline bumping into the timeline you're on. Right. And there are methods to make sure that you stay on it or get off of it, let it pass like a wave. There are ways to attract the timeline that you want. Are they, um, for me, I experience it like ones that are similar to the one I'm on are a lot closer. So it's yeah. pretty easy to just Shift. do slight adjustments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you want, you know, cause everyone's like, what if I want to win the lottery or be president? And it's like, first of all, get a fucking imagination. Second of all, that one's a little further away since you're currently a fucking idiot. So you'd have to go all the way from an idiot to the president. Oh, right. wait. <laughs> right. Yeah. You're going to need a just really kidding. nice uh, long board. Apparently that's that. a lot closer than we thought. Anyway. Um, <laughs> I made it my whole life without making a Trump joke. Oh, damn um, it. Damn it. Let me back on the timeline where I hadn't said that. <laughs> Let me tell my stupid surfboard joke. Well, yeah, I mean, I think the, the biggest thing is that everything that everything already exists on the other side of this physical reality, right? right? Like infinity is a thing. It's real. This dude's like, look, instead of trying to make this thing or create this reality or manifest or whatever, you know, we want to call it, just choose it from the infinite space of alternates on the other side of the metaphysical mirror, right? Like that's right. the gist. So it's like, instead of drumming up all of this energy, right? Cause I mean, I've studied all the, I studied all this stuff, like all the self-help stuff, all the spiritual stuff, you know, I say all, but you know, like I'm, I'm rounding up a little, right? but a lot <laughs> of it, you know, and all of it was good, but I never found something that really spoke to me like it did. And just like totally shifted the way I viewed the world, you know, and gave me some guiding principles and, uh, and an explanation for why, 
you know, yeah. like an explanation for why it was so hard for me to do whatever it was that I personally wanted to. Also an explanation for how, you know, to to do positive things because I am an idealist, right? Like, and so like I went down the conspiracy wormhole first mm -hmm. and I was like, I got to get the fuck out of yep, here. This same, sucks. Same. And uh, so then, you know, self-help and spirituality ensue, right? It's like, and then then at some point I was like, well, fuck it. If you can't beat them, join them. Maybe I'll just, you know, learn how to make money or whatever and try to make myself happy or whatever. Right. Uh, and that wasn't happening. So, but then I found transurfing like right after that. And I was like, this is, this is it. This is, this makes so much sense. Like the yeah. desire versus doubt conundrum, like for as much desire as you have to accomplish something, that's the same amount that you doubt that you can do it. Right. Like that's the importance idea. Okay. So like if it's no big deal for you to get a script in the mail, but for me, like I'd be like, what? It, that's, it's such a big deal. Yeah. There's, I'm, I'm, I've, I've separated myself from that by the importance that I place on it or my desire. And which is also equivalent to the amount of doubt that I have. Now, is it like, it's really easy for me to believe that I can get on a plane and go to Spain and hop on a cruise ship. So I get to do that. Right. If I couldn't believe that, then there's no way I could even get anywhere close. That makes, um, I'm going to use, uh, meth addiction analogies here, yes. but some, a lot of what I learned about manifestation of reality was just observing things in life. And a, and a phenomenon that I've talked about on several podcasts is on drugs, the kids who were raised rich just had a different baseline than those of us that were raised poor. So we're all doing the same amount of drugs. We're all getting the same amount of police contact. We're all in the same basic boat. But these kids always ended up with cars and apartments because their perception of where of what bottom was was completely different. Now, did any of them ever end up homeless? Yeah. But like it was something that I watched that when things come crashing down, I land a lot lower. And then I thought about my sister and I raised in the same house, but I got married when I was 16 and had my first car at 16. And because I, you know, married into it. And um, <laughs> my sister, on the other hand, was raised in Portland with public transportation. And because I'd had the convenience of a car, I'm like incapable of living without a car. I just can't fucking imagine. So I've been like broke most of my life. And I was very broke on drugs, but I always had a fucking car. Like I just was always on a timeline where I had access to a car because public transportation to me is just not a direct enough route. It's not fast enough. I have to wait on someone else. It just doesn't work for me. You don't accept it. And I don't reality. accept it. It's not, it's not my baseline. Right. And as, as I learned how to manifest, I learned how like the, the bottom that I will accept in my reality is so much higher than other people in, you know, in my peer group, yep. because I have just kind of like, and it doesn't matter because if you look at the the ways that I've managed to have money over the years, it's not like I dropped I dropped out of school in ninth grade after not passing anything since fifth grade. It doesn't you can't explain it away by anything other than it's just my exception or my expectation. Mm -hmm. That's where I expect to land. So that's something that I had noticed. And it's another thing when you move to L.A. and you're around comics in L.A. and the script thing is like, who cares? The audition thing is who cares? And so it's so much easier to create that stuff where when I lived in Delaware, I thought it was just this insane 
amazing thing. Right. Yeah. You can pull it right in. Well, I mean, part of RT too is like just leverage, dude. It's like put yourself in a position where you can win. Like, why wouldn't you do that? If you're trying to be successful at, you know, a specific thing like comedy, like don't go to Dothan, Alabama or like freaking something like that, you know, go to Chicago or LA or New York, put yourself in a position to win, you know, like start there, but then you can do some pretty awesome stuff with it too. You know, like the, the idea, the idea of this like alternative space or even the alternatives flow of like constantly choosing right and so when we can get into tufty if you want i'm saying tufty now i realize but i think is it tufty or toofty it's tafty actually it's tafty i swear to fucking god i've never even tried that one <laughs> it's because there's not a letter in the name that would ever make you think that it would be pronounced tafty but the new book is it fought which is like tufty backwards tafty backwards excuse me i'm sorry goddess BDSM goddess tafty um yeah. So, but we can talk about it. I, I feel like it doesn't matter. We mispronounce stuff. I'm the king of that, really. I mispronounce everything. I'm Apparently, so I said Nietzsche. It. What the fuck? How do you pronounce that word? I don't know. That's a. Someone was pronouncing it some way the other day that I had never heard Nietzsche? before. Was it like Porsche? Nietzsche or I'm something. Nietzsche and I was and like, Porsche. what? Listen, if you're here for fucking grammar or like, you know, <laughs> this check. is where you find unchecked psychosis. I can't help you with anything else. You want to correct my grammar? That's 3D shit. I don't have time for pronouncing words right. Get uh, yeah. fucked. Yeah, I don't either, dude. I, I you know, this information is more important than pronunciation. Yeah, I, I it's embarrassing. But, but yeah, Tufty, Tafty. Toofty. I, I pronounced it Toofty throughout the whole audio book only to That's find out. That's why I thought it was funny that in your group, they were like, uh, I, she had me until she pronounced the author's name wrong. And I was yeah. like, oh, weird. Really? I would think you would be into that. <laughs> right. And then you're like, I'll get in her shit. And I'm like, okay. Uh, how many times did I say Nietzsche? <laughs> I don't even, I think, I don't even remember you referencing Nietzsche. I think I probably was talking about when I came back from the dead and, and that book was there. I okay. also said thus spoke Zara, whatever. And it did was I not, not cut that I out? Like, did I embarrass you? No, I don't care. <laughs> I'm known for drinking my pee. You know what I mean? I've got a pretty, <laughs> I didn't have teeth in my twenties. Oh. A pretty intense level of self-esteem it's so cool it's so <laughs> it's so cool and i uh i love i love everything that you're putting out too like i'm so interested to talk to you about like this crazy because like i i'm very much a mental person like i see these principles playing out right but i don't like get the feel like i don't get like the intuition and the ability that maybe you do to be able to like sort of see into this deeper reality like and the shifts that you're talking about and this kind of stuff it's really kind of foreign to me, right, right, like I see these principles operating, like advantage, which we can talk about with the Tufty thing, um, and several, several other ones, right. Like I see right. this shit play out, and I can identify it, but it's more, of, more of a mental thing, really. I would say than like even super. I don't know. I don't like. I'm curious. Oh, you haven't had your twin flame show up and rip your heart out so that you can experience things in 5D yet? I guess not. Okay, tight. My astrologist childhood trauma. You're not. Uh, yeah, I've got yeah. plenty of that. I'm okay. dealing with that. I'm working with my astrologist on that shit. And I've got about a year and a half probably before I can really meet the right person because I have so many fucked up programs from all the crazy people that I've dated in the past. And, yeah. 
you know, I mean, I love that energy, right? But Jesus, man, it did a number on me. And like, you know, my parents are all fucked up too. They cheated on each other, a lot of infidelity and stuff. So it's in my program and I've like even created that. I look back and I'm like, oh fuck, I made, I kind of made that happen with my own insecurity, you know, yeah. just blasting my You're insecurity. You're cancer, right? Yeah. So oh, I wear man. everything Y'all pick sleeve. some women. Yeah. Tell me about yeah. it. Like, they all hate my mom. And it's like, dude, I'm not trying to fuck my mom. What are you so mad about? Like, why do you hate her? It's cool. Like, can't you just get along? Any of you? Any of you? Oh, that's fucking fantastic. So one of the things that I've um, talked about this kind of when I did the cups. The two cup method? The two cup method, which I think is just kind of a magic ritual to, yeah, to, to exactly. anchor in yeah. your dimension jump. When I did the two cups and then was waiting for that, there's my kids ruining my podcast. Um, so I miss you, Brian, but you know, whatever. It's fine. <laughs> I don't know if I've mentioned Brian abandoned me. Do you guys remember last week when we were like, yay, Brian got a new job. Well, he just, he just abandoned me. It's tight. Anyway, um, you know, that's cool. No problem. Um, <laughs> oh, you just snap a photo. Mm -hmm. That was sly. That was impressive. Well, then I got to put in the um, caption. This is my new podcast studio because Brian sucks. Oh, <laughs> Brian. I'm such a cancer. I'm going to like immediately like be compassionate toward Brian. Okay, hold on. I'll change I'll, it I'll, because I'll, Brian. I'll play, you know. But he got a new job, so that's cool. You can make fun of him. Abandoned me. <laughs> Happy for you, man. Right. Actually, I should have tagged you in your own thing, right? What? This is nice. I'll really enjoy this when I have to. I'm sure the listeners are really liking this. this is I edit their everything part. out. So it's like, but I, and I'm always like, ah, it's fine. I'll edit it. And then I'll I'm like so mad oh, at fuck. myself later. I'm like, why don't I fucking, wouldn't it be nice if I didn't have to do this for hours? Anyway, we're back. <laughs> um, So as I'm... It's hard because I want to talk about the same subjects with all my guests. I want to talk about the same like phenomenon, but I don't want to make my listeners listen to me tell the exact same stories over again. So okay, well, let's just talk about whatever. Briefly. Yeah. I was trying to hop to a dimension, but I had put four big things on the cups. Okay. And then at one point, I was and I I can only describe it as entertaining another timeline. And this is a thing that people do all the time where things get a little rough for a second and rather being like I'm a person who has the ability to walk from timeline to timeline as I choose. People think, "Oh god, is this going to happen?" as if this happening is against their like they have no control over that. But it's tempting, right? So I was like, oh, God, what if I have to move back to Delaware? Like, what does that do to everything? I just look like a huge fraud. I'm here like, you can manifest your reality. And then exactly. now I have to go Isn't back to Delaware. Scary? Yeah, yeah, it is. It's a lot of pressure. I mm -hmm. hate it. Yeah, it sucks. And so now there's a lot of people watching me talk this <laughs> shit. And I'm like, I really have no plan. I have no plan. I know because I can see this trajectory that I'm fine by September. I'm pretty fine. I'm going to reassure you that you don't need a plan. No, I well, I do. Everything turned at the at like on on the here's what happened okay. so i'm uh going through this breakup which is part of one of the things i put on the cups and then i'm like i wanted to be financially free for my ex and i that happened very quick by like him losing his job and then um but i didn't really have a plan for that because the breakup kind of meant that we weren't on the road and then i just didn't have a, a thing and so what i, I started entertaining 
I was trying not to because I'm pretty good at controlling my mind when it comes to manifestation. But now I'm two months into paying my very expensive rent with this is L.A., uh, not bragging about my tiny apartment, but it's expensive here. I'm two months into paying this with a credit card, right? And I'm like, okay, well, this is sustainable for like one more month. Maybe. Um, yeah. I know that something's <laughs> know. going to work out, right? But um, I uh, need to do something. And But this voice is like, what if you just end up having to move back to Delaware? Is starting to get a little bit louder. And what I what's what it feels like is that there is a timeline that's not too far away, you know, at this point, at this, at this moment, because I'm in kind of the void space, right? This timeline is now creeping in on me and it's too close. It's it's too close. And I see people do this shit all the time where it's like shit or get off the pot. Mm -hmm. And so you end up kind of picking the the louder timeline. And so yep. in order to get rid of that timeline, I said, okay, I'll just go sell cars, right? Which is a very two feet on the ground. I don't need any faith to believe that I could do that. It just was a plan B to shut that timeline up. So then that time just dissolved immediately because I was like, no, I have a plan that will like, if by the time I get back from Boise in three weeks, something else hasn't worked out, I will go get a job selling cars just to get rid of that timeline. Mm -hmm. And then once I did that, boom, the thing, it was readings. And then everything opened up, turned a soberish, pivoted into something else. I completely found the thing I was going to do. You avoided the energy drop. I avoided the energy drop. So there's, I was wondering if there was a name for that. Well, he doesn't call it that, but that's one thing that like Renee uh, calls it. Like she kind of like has her own lingo, you know, underneath. I do too. Cause we try to break these concepts down, yeah. you know, but it would be, um, that would be called balancing forces. You know, you avoided balancing forces, which is the thing that happens. Like when you over desire something, for instance, yeah. and you have that desire doubt differential, like I was talking about, you think about it like a weather sort of thing, right? Like, it, except for LA, everywhere else in the world, right? Yeah. It's really hot, Where they have you know, it. the water evaporates into clouds and then it rains, you know, these types of things. Nature's always striving towards balance and it finds a path of least resistance. That's the point of reality transurfing is to take the path of least resistance to your goal with the least amount of energy drops, right? Right. Like water is always trying to be flat. That's what actually makes a wave. And so as above, so below, we know in the esoteric. So like taking these like natural principles like that into account in an emotional transactional kind of way, like when you have all this excess um, desire or excess potential, it it summons the winds of balancing forces, as he said. And so it creates an energy drop. It's like a differential in the weather, right? Like that's why we have these thunderstorms. Okay. And it's because of all the heat. And the pressure, the barometric pressure pushing down, up, whatever. Like, okay. it's one way to think about it. Yeah. So there's these emotional transactions as well. So because you shifted your attention, which is all we are anyway, right. to selling cars, well, that put you on a different timeline and it avoided all this doubt and anxiety of potentially having to move back to Delaware. Right. And so you were able to completely like ninja out on that. You know, you just like walked to another thing because of the way you shifted your focus and attention. Had you like obsessed over that, gotten really fucking scared, it would have eventually turned into a thunderstorm or whatever, right? Like, and those balancing forces would have been like, okay, dude, there you go. You drummed yeah. up all this excess potential and the barometric pressure or whatever of it. And then boom, like storm balance restored. So interesting. it's kind of, it's kind of funky how it's, I don't know. It's, 
I understand it more and more every day. And like, I, it's just so... It's something that you kind of have to practice for a long time in order to understand like, oh, this was... It's this got its own lingo. What? Like he doesn't talk about ego. He doesn't talk about vibration, right. any of that. It's not LOA. It's not hermetic. It's not self-help. It's not really even spirituality, really. Right. It's just like this fucking weird, like... Here's the controls to the video. Yeah, game. yeah. Yeah. I think it plays into a lot of other stuff. So most of the readings that I do end up just kind of being a, you know, kind of like a 5D update. Like here's, here's where your blocks are. Here's where. Is that just like intuition stuff? Cause like, I just, I'm so blue collar. Like I'm from Georgia, right? Like I'm no stranger to meth. Like that's, you know, I grew up around, you know, just really simple country living, you know, and like just blue collars, fuck, you know, like, so for me, I try and just distill everything down in the most simple way of putting it. So when you're talking about like 5d downloads and stuff, is that like, just, is your intuition just like sharpening? Are you picking up on different? Well, the cards are a little bit of a crutch. I'm using them less and less, or I'm actually like using more cards, but like less what the card, like you're, you're seeing your own definition of the and, card? Yeah, oh, by far. Okay, okay. Um, most of the cards had to take on a different meaning because the energies that are currently in. And then, like, in July, a lot of the cards meant something different than they mean now because we've shifted into a different sort of energy. But 5D being the part where we all kind of merge together in the emotional space. And so there's a certain amount of, like, programming that needs to be cleared to get there. And then... To the best of my knowledge, now the 60 downloads are all about collaboration. It's about like what you bring to the new oh, to the new world, right? What are we gonna do? So much easier than 5T, <laughs> dude. Like I will No, I love that. Um it's totally my heart. Man. So a lot of people's 60 stuff is about them bringing art or or some type of creative, you know, like you being a, a an ambassador for Reality transurfing would be like your 60 thing, or it's it's the thing you bring to assist the collective in in doing their thing. Cool. And uh, a lot of people, I get the Hierophant card, and the Hierophant card tells me that there is some type of religious programming, usually Catholicism. People who have hmm. been indoctrinated into Catholicism in their childhood have a really hard time jumping timelines because they've had it like ground into them that things have to be difficult and that you have to earn them right? and that you have to right. like guilt. Right. And sure. it's a, it's, That's a, a it's an impediment. That's a pendulum hook. Big, big time. time. Yeah. yeah. You can follow that all the way down. All right. So this is, um, a belief that things have to be more difficult than mm-hmm. they do. Yeah. It's really, really embedded in us from a very young age. Yeah, I'll I'll ask people. And so that's a lot of like what like my readings and stuff end up being is like, okay, here's the block Mm -hmm. because there is no reason that you can't get paid to do what you want to do. We don't get paid to do what we want to do because you've been told that your entire life. And you really just have to address that programming because I believe we hack reality that people there's a collective of people hacking different pieces of reality, but it's all construct, nothing aging death, disease, fucking gender. Every sort of limitation is a construct that we wrote into the game and we can hack it. And people have been hacking money for a long time. And it's a pretty easy path that's already been laid out and you can just go do that. You can go be prosperous, but 
you have to work on the part of you that believes that that's not true. Right. And that's what stops a lot of people from going on. To, I'm like, the timelines don't give a fuck. Right. You put all of this, like, that's your this resistance. value mm-hmm. judgment on it, but the timelines don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. It's your resistance to that thing that keeps you off of that track. And it's funny when I talk about this and then the attitude from people, I say this like it's not, I get a lot of just really good feedback, but. I'll see like comments sometimes where it's like, oh, then why don't you have this? Like they think that the winning the lottery is the finish line or something. And it's like, I'm living everything. It's weird once you get to a point where you can pick your own adventure. Right. I kind of find myself wanting to pick smaller adventures and kind of like stair, stair step up because I'm like, I'm afraid of jumping. First of all, it's easier, you know, yeah, to level absolutely. up slowly. I recommend that approach, especially for beginners. But, but to I, just jump to having everything all at once, then yeah. what am I going to do? That's like yeah, watching, and like, who wants starting with mommy porn, you know? Bag of money on a beach and yeah. you're fucking bored in two weeks? Exactly. That sucks, dude. Exactly. God, put a, I have to go home and see how many guns I can fit in my mouth and have yeah. more fun than just standing there with Rich. Yeah. You know, people have hacked money and all that. And that, there's a lot of programs with that too. Like I, I'm from the South, so Pentecostal, you know, money's bad. You know, yep. all of these programs just seeped right in, you know. And so, you know, getting around that stuff is... uh you do have to work at it. I think a little bit, you know, like those belief systems are pretty, pretty concrete, like deep in there. I, I struggle with, uh, getting paid for spirituality stuff. You know, I do too. I I talked a lot of shit about it and, um, that was a big mental block for me, but then I learned a lot about vampires and narcissists and, and you know what? I'll tell unfair you what. energy exchanges. Yes, and uh, there's a fucking fox in the hen house. If there's ever been one, it's in a spiritual movement, so you got to watch out. You yeah, have strong well, that's boundaries. what I have a big problem with. This is like, I don't want to, you know, I was thinking today because I feel like I am doing all of the things that the aliens said I would do where I, my job was to gather basically like a, a crew that cool. would shift the ages. Right. That's bad. Idea. And sounds pretty cool. Pretty. Yeah. <laughs> and it's basically what I'm doing. And then now this year has been so tight because I have gotten to, you know, I spent 20 years on this planet being the only one of me, you know, and now it's like, I, f- there's so many of me. I feel similar to that too. Like I was very isolated and alone, especially during that conspiracy time in my life. You know? Yeah. I had a girlfriend at that point who hated me getting into that. And yeah. fair enough, I was not very She's positive. like, it's bad enough that you have a mother. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so she cheated on me. You know, classic. You know, yeah. You know? And uh, we broke up and like all of that, but like coming from that place uh, to another, I guess like now I feel like something can be done. I don't feel helpless anymore. I don't feel isolated and scared and helpless like I used to because of some of the connections, like being able to sit here and talk to you, for instance, you know, because now we're really starting to connect and more and more people, you know, like this, that Facebook group on that we just started is like 600 people already. Yeah. That's great. And people are really, you know, reaching out to each other and they are starting to collaborate like you're talking about, which is totally my heart. It always has been like I'm right. all for that. Like people are like, why don't you do your own thing? Why don't you do your own thing? I get pleasure out of working with people. Like I enjoy it. Same. Yeah. It's fun. And there, there's nobody to high five if you're successful by yourself when you get to the top. Yeah. You I know? mean, I don't know what the point is. Just as yeah. lonely as at the bottom. You're just by yourself. I, um, I love it. But I thought like, how do you, 
lead a spiritual movement without being a spiritual leader. You know what I mean? I was well, just trying I, to figure out like, how do we do this completely different than it's ever been done before? Because I don't want, I don't like, I, I, I like the word gather more than anything else. It's just like, y'all are already the shit. You know what I mean? Like, we're it's like grassroots. We're coming yeah. together. We're not pushing anything. Connecting you dots. You can't force love, you know, right. like it's very much people making a choice to, to be together and work together. And like that cooperative spirit is not something that you can force. And that's another big principle in transurfing too, where he talks about frailing. He talks a lot about like frailing. Give, I had a hard time understanding. Sure. I can, I think I can break it down a little bit. Um, so frailing is like, give the thing, you know, give the thing to the person, fulfill your inner desire, whatever that is. And then you'll basically automatically fill mine, you know, like, Instead of trying to, if I tried to get you on this podcast, for instance, like we kind of played a little bit of tag. Right. And you were like, I can't make it. Had I been like, what the hell, Jessa? Like, I thought we were friends and like, you're not going to have me on your podcast or I'm not going to, because I was going to have you on again because everybody loves you, uh, of course. And um, anyway, so had I done that and like inner intentioned you, right? Like, and tried to, to physically manipulate the situation. Right. And been like, come on, Jess, or pressured you or guilted you even if we had gotten together, it would have sucked. You would have half-assed it. I would have, you know, had bitterness and resentment toward you. Like what kind of, what kind of game is that? That's no fun. Pushing energy. Yeah, exactly. So that's like North and North of a magnet, right? Yeah. So if I give the thing that whatever it is that you want, which is maybe my flexibility and just honestly concern and care as a friend, like whatever, like you need to pick your kids up. I'm not fucking going to trip. You know what I mean? Like, why would I do that? I'm just like, yeah, whatever you need. Maybe we can fit it in later in the week. It's cool. And look, it worked out. Now I'm here. So I'm yeah. really happy because I really wanted to I didn't to know you. I was supposed to do your podcast, though, because I was like, yeah, come over. going to do mine. No, that's fine. I, I'm happy. I'm so stoked to be able to. So this might even be better than yeah. what I, I initially well, had in mind. this is good because uh, I think the people that listen to Soberish would love to know that there is a reality transurfing podcast. Where do they find that? Yeah, everywhere. Spotify, iTunes, uh, YouTube. We have Transurfing TV also, which is like um, we'll put out like random videos on there just teaching some of the concepts. But it's it's mostly just Renee and I, she's my podcast partner and she's like certified by Vadim, all this stuff. And so like, she has been studying this stuff for like five years. She's got this whole like notebook. And so we've been learning and I just became like official, right? Like, I'm like, what do you call it? Like, uh, <laughs> what in the church, they call it something like you're ordained. ordained yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm an ordained, like transurfing person now or whatever. But we, uh, we do a show called Transurf and Chill, you know, uh, based off the Netflix parody. And then yeah. I do, I host the <laughs> podcast too, where I have people on as guests. I just had Karen Rontowski and Terry yeah. Huberman on. I just um, did a reading for Terry today. Dude, that's so funny. And, uh, she, yeah, she was like, I was just on. The, I said, you're you're in a reality transurfing. It was just in the notes, you know. And she was like, Yeah. And I said, I'm doing an episode with him tonight. And she was like, <laughs> I just saw him the other day. And I, this is like, we live all over the country, and we're all in this tiny. It's so I love weird. it. Yeah, the whole way this whole thing. Plan- I was in Spain, and so Renee, she hit me up like a couple of months ago, and we've been trying to get something together, and it just hasn't been clicking. 
And we've had all these people and, you know, like a, the, 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 the Fox in the hen house example that comes from direct experience, you know what right. I'm saying? Like, so, you know, be, be guard, be on your, not be, don't be guarded, but like, just have firm boundaries, you know, like that's healthy and it's yeah. okay. Um, but yeah, like the spiritual sort of thing and collectives and all that kind of stuff. I just don't think we're quite evolved enough yet. It's pretty easy to get corrupted by ego. Yeah, absolutely. To be able to do that. So have firm boundaries, all that stuff. But anyway, so we learned. And so, you know, about a month ago, there's like four of us now. It's like uh, Renee, Damien, uh, Jin, who's uh, from Amsterdam, <laughs> and uh, and myself. And so we're kind of like all sort of just working together as a little bit of a collective, trying to bring this stuff out yeah. and do it the way in a way that Vadim would be cool with. You know, like there's been a lot of people talking about trans surfing. And I think he's like, well, look, dude, if you're going to teach my method, like I kind of want it done a certain way. Right. So, you know, we've been doing that. And so, yeah, Transurfing TV, I'm talking a lot, but Transurfing no, TV. No, it's good. I and, talked through my whole last guest <laughs> and I, I regret it. And, uh, and, and yeah, and then I have my own uh, YouTube channel as well where I basically cry on video every day. No, I, not really. You know, I'm no Alex Do you Jones. really? No, not really. But, uh, but I just, I have been making some pretty real stuff like where I'm like, dude, nobody promised you'd be happy. You know, like you want to be happy, go fuck yourself. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, content is fair. That's a fair thing to ask. But it's like, look, man, we all get disappointed. We all, you know, suffer a, a bit. You know, these things happen no matter who you are. Like, there's such a drummed up, like, bullshit self in this movement of, like, I'm always happy. Look how shiny I am. I call it toxic positivity. It's and I awful. just, the love and light crew are not, not my, my shit. Not my bad, dude. And, I can't um, do it. I'm probably going to end up having to eat those words at some point. But I just feel like it's it. so... It's it's fake, first it's fake. of all. There's another thing to It's repressed. I mean, I grew up in the church, so I can spot repression. And from the South, we have a lot of guilt down there. I can see it, you know? Guilt and and just faults uh I don't know, like it, it's hypocrisy. It is so I, I talked about this a li little bit on a couple episodes, but because we are ascending and going to a higher level of consciousness, you get these downloads. And with these downloads come this bliss and you're nailing it and you're like pink clouding it and you're just like floating almost and you can do anything. Mm -hmm. But we aren't there yet. We're not collectively there yet. Right. We're headed to something like that. But then you get like kind of pulled back down to the ground and it's time to integrate that stuff. But what happens is people have this moment of bliss then they have to go back to integrating. And then you have these fucking quote unquote spiritual people, which it's fine. Everybody's on their different trip. Like I said, like they're different tribes. Uh, the tribe, the tribe that we all belong to, it ha has to do work. And so I know mm. some people that are spiritual and I've had to have this debate with multiple people in the last month, which is because I must do this let other people have their experience. And if you have something to offer, offer it in a very, like put it on the table and let them pick it up. Yep. But this is a personal experience that you have to do for yourself. And especially if you're trying to talk people out of their feelings, you really need to stop and examine yourself for a minute. And this is something I'm extremely guilty of because two years ago I was only at 4d and there is no, hierarchy there but like we were all collectively kind of um processing things from the mental space and so from the mental space it's like forgive the people that hurt you put yourself in their shoes objectivity whatever and then 5d comes along and is like nope okay drudge all that back up now you're just going to honor your pain 
And it's just pain. It's just raw, unbridled pain. And it's triggers and triggers and triggers. And these triggers make you act crazy. And it's the work. It's it. It's Mm -hmm. the work. And to, to then look at yourself, when I'm curled up on the floor having an anxiety attack, I'm not any less evolved or ascended than the days where every single thing I do lines up perfectly. I'm manifesting my reality. It's actually probably more spiritual because I'm doing my fucking work. I'm with that, dude. It's fucking genuine. You're being real. We are here to experience pain. We chose it, I think. You know, like I, I won't, I won't say that I know that for sure, but I think we chose it. And I think it's good to honor that pain. That's good. That means you're growing. Yeah. That means you're being fucking honest with yourself, you know? Like if you have chosen to be a part of taking this planet from 3D to 5D, you have most likely and six, you know, beyond, you have most likely signed up to be someone who was born into a very painful childhood had a lot of painful life experiences, made a lot of painful ex- mistakes, had a had a heavy karmic load, and you chose to transmute that lead yeah. into the gold of higher consciousness. And that is fucking work. And judging yourself because you haven't gotten anything done but be anxious and depressed. Well, look at look back to April. I tell people because April was a big, you know, a lot of things went retrograde and shit. Look back to April. Are you more evolved? Have you healed a lot of wounds? Have you figured a lot of things? Did you identify a lot of stuff? Well, then thank you because you did that work for the collective and that is spiritual as fuck. Mm-hmm. Now, some people, their job is to anchor... 5D by just being up there all the time. Well, they should just thank those of us that are that are transmuting pain, you know. <laughs> right. But don't tell me. And I have several people in the I like an an amazing amount of people in the last couple of weeks tell me like, well, you can just be done. And I'm like, yeah, no shit. I've been I've been doing this for 20 years. Yeah, I'm aware that I could just be done. But like, I came here for a group. I yeah. you know yeah we. I keep seeing this sign, this billboard everywhere that says hmm. none of us are well until all of us are well. Yeah. And that's it. Like until we're all there, I used to have this argument with my ex where he was like, you know how to do all this stuff. You know how to manifest reality. Fuck everybody else. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, I don't, I want to live in the new world. I don't care. I don't want to live in the shit world and just be able to create something great for myself. I'm not a fucking reptilian. I am kind of a reptilian hybrid, apparently. By the way. Yeah. I found them. You found them? I found them. Oh, we'll have to discuss that. We'll get back to that. Yeah. We've got to go into Tufty a little bit. Yeah. I want to go into uh, Tufty. Now, let me ask you this Do you think that somebody needs to understand reality transurfing before they can master Tufty? Yeah. I think you do. Tafty. Tafty. We're just I, fucking. I she's think, been three names so far. I don't far think on this you, it depends on where you're at. I won't say that for everybody, but I would recommend understanding reality transurfing first because, because it, the really, emotional it really stuff. is the remote controls. Yeah. I mean, Tafty, like, or Tufty, or what the fuck? Uh, it's amazing. Like, it's amazing. It's a different metaphor, a lot of the same ideas, different metaphor. So instead of like infinite you know, uh, infinity being on the other side of a mirror, it's like every single film role exists in infinity and we're each living our own movie and the perspective of that and how that works as a metaphor, it's more advanced. And there's definitely some spots where people could get tripped up and confused. Um, It's written funny. So if that's your introduction to Vadim, it's going to be like, why is this bitch yelling at me? Anytime you read something from a channeled 
uh, person. They're weird over there. I don't know. Their sense of humor is always weird. I don't know. He's Russian, my, too. I don't know. Sometimes you know? my aliens say dear ones, and I'm like, oh, can we fucking not? For the most part, they're not dorky. There's one, I guess. Are you cheating dork. on me with Esther Hicks? What the yeah, fuck is going like, on? Yeah, it's like, yeah, every once in a while. Usually they just like are kind of smart asses, but every once in a while I get a dear ones, and I'm like, can you not? Yeah. I don't need this shit. Courting reality is like courting a new dude you just met and you're like, or woman. It is. That's how you should treat That's manifesting reality. Really good. Yeah. yeah you should so take your you time. So if you start texting him like crazy right. and like thinking about it and coming at him with that like That's intensity. Yeah. yeah. That's a great metaphor. It's a, it's a magnetics game, right? So like you want to attract and a lot of the energy that people go after, this is why I fucking hate the secret, is because you're basically telling people to obsess and consciously think about something that they want. It's a pushing energy. That's how you push. Energy. Imagine if a person you just started dating, you went to their house and they had cut up a bunch of pictures of you and every day they would look at it while they brushed their teeth. I don't know. I would be like, I don't think I want to date you. You're fucking scary. That's how reality feels about your fucking vision boards. Yeah, it is. And you can make a vision board, put it in your attic. And that's great too, the pushing thing, because like, I guess in the Tufty example, there's a little bit of pushing because you project your, your what you want ahead, yeah. but you also pull the film roll toward you yeah so it's much less of a push and more of a and, and not pull in a like you know selfish way but like you're just you're just attracting you're bringing it to you yeah going after exactly it. yeah. it's like your your goal and yourself sort of meet halfway that's the sort of rt method right like yeah you and your goal are meant for each other it's like you're the perfect key that unlocks this door yep and you are drawing that door to you as well as taking action steps because we don't just fucking sit on the couch and just visualize stuff. Right. Dreams don't come true, right? Like he makes a huge distinction about intention and all of that. Um, Another reason I hate vision boards is it's like, I'm just going to put some batshit thing on this vision board and then do nothing dude, to get to it. I don't even it. do any of the slide stuff in RT. I just choose advantage. So My favorite, yeah, my favorite Tafty, Tufty principle is play the character play of the, the character. thing that you want. Uh, yeah, I've seen a bunch of screenshots of that and that's exactly right. You're pulling material on these slides that are closer and closer this film roll and you're projecting, you know, with like with your energy and that's what the the plate or the plats for or whatever, right? It's supposed to sort of lock in to outer intention and really really light up that area of the metaphysical world or the space of variations as he calls it. And so you light that area up and then you pull the film roll toward you and you take action steps. Imagine that. And as you're continuing to add material to these slides. Now I don't do the slides any hardly any, because it's like, I feel like it's really easy. It's because if you've done a bunch of this shit, you know how easy it is to do it and be yeah. like, Oh fuck. Now I'm trapped in this slide that I created and maybe it's not exactly where I want to be. Like I've sort of been flying blind lately and it's actually better than yeah. having a plan or putting a slide together, having a you know determined outcome because it's quantum. Think about it like this. We can't take ourselves out of the experiment. There's either particles or waves at the basis of reality. Alan Watts said wavicles. Let's split down the middle, truth in the middle. But you can't do that. You have to choose either waves or particles. And the experimenter of the experiment always proves himself right. So if you choose advantage when a situation presents itself to you, it's an advantage. If you choose disadvantage, it's a disadvantage. So we just overlay this particle and wave sort of phenomenon with positive 
or negative. So this is from the Jesse Reed Guide to Always Winning is what it was called on Mormon and the Math Head. Every single time that something happens to me, even if it appears to be bad, I assume that it is in my best interest. Now that said, I do play my character sometimes. Yeah. So you will hear me bitching about things sometimes. But it's fun. I'm, it's a game though. I really don't give a fuck. Right. I mean, if you really get down to the core of it, outside of right now letting myself feel feelings from trauma and and past relationships and shit where I got fucked up. I'm like forcing myself to have that full experience because I'm trying to learn how to have feelings. But it, when my car got stolen, I was so positive, even though I had no game plan for how I was going to fix this. I didn't have a fucking job, so I'm going to get a new car. But when my car got stolen, I was so positive that it was in my best interest because that's just what I assume every time something happens that the cops started to suspect that I stole my own car because I just was not somebody that delusional somebody walked into my house stole my purse (laughs) all my money my credit cards my my ID out of my house my car keys then went down and beeped my one-year-old very nice car and took it and I had nothing and I was just like you know, yeah, I guess I'll get an electric lock for this door or whatever. <laughs> and the cops were like, have you been making the payments? And I'm like, yeah, I've been making the payments. And they're like, well, what do you do for a living? And I'm like, no, I'm not answering that. <laughs> um, guess what? It worked out in my advance. It like completely worked out. I got Imagine brand that. new sunglasses, brand new, nice purse. I got a brand new car that was actually smaller and I didn't need how big that other car was. Everything right. worked out to my advantage because it always does. So every time something happens, I write it into the script as this is in my best interest. It's always in my best interest. That's the choice that you make. So right. when he says, I'm going to teach you how to choose, that's what he means. So we talk about manifesting and all this stuff and and that's fine. Whatever vernacular, don't give a shit. But right. like, I like the word choice a lot because you are choosing. In that moment, you have an opportunity. Are you going to flip the fuck out, be binary, either react one way or another like a like a shellfish or like a fucking snail or whatever the metaphor is? Or are you going to see a broader perspective? See, T- Tufty is a goddess who's been here a thousand times. And she's like, look, dude, you guys are fucking up. You're doing it wrong. Yeah. And- so the general premise real quick of Tufty, Tufty, Tafty is life's a movie. Right. And that you cannot change the script and people waste so much time trying to take change the script, but you can change the premise of the movie, which she calls the real. And so you can set your intention because you are simultaneously uh, an actor in the movie and also the projector. So you can change what the movie's about, but then you don't get to micromanage the details of it. Right. I kind of live my life by this principle. I have been manifesting reality with different methods for a long time. And one thing like I did the two cup method and I put those four big things on and everyone's like, you have to put no chaos. Otherwise it's going to come via chaos. Mm. And I'm like, yeah, well someone has to watch this movie, right? Right. I'm not going to make the movie boring. I'm not a little bitch. I can handle it coming (laughs) via chaos. And so it comes via chaos, man. (laughs) And that's the fun of it is to be like, I want to manifest this Uh thing. And then then the tower moment comes (laughs) everything's on fire around you. And it's like, don't chicken out. 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 It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I'm going to be fine. I know it's going to be fine. I know it's going to be fine. And at the very last minute it turns because you're playing this game of chicken with reality. And I love it. Yeah. That's what he calls hide and go seek. Like the the universe plays a game of hide and go seek. This is why I think a lot of creatives lose it is because they start on a vision 
and they build it up and things start going well. So they start to catch that little wave of fortune. Right? Yep. But then something goes a little bit different than the way they see it in their head. Yep. They have this linear fucking progression that it has to follow because they're so smart. And they think if they do A, then so-and-so will do B or whatever weird thing. So as soon as that goes fucking weird, that starts at this downward sort of shift. Yep. And at that point, they oftentimes will give up on their project and then boom, balancing forces, neutral. Yep. So if you instead say, well, you know what? I'm going to find the advantage in this. You don't even have to be cunty about it, right? And be like, it's an advantage. Because like, can you imagine shoving that down somebody's throat? That's yeah. the rudest fucking most victim blaming. Look for the advantage in your own reality. Look for don't the advantage. impose that yeah, on Yeah, don't impose people. it on anybody else, you know, unless they can hear the message. Because it's not Don't be everybody. toxically positive. <laughs> That's right. Nobody <laughs> likes you. But say, you know what? I'm going to find an advantage in this. And at that point, you've opened yourself up to find an advantage in it. Whereas before, if you'd have just been like, God damn it, this sucks, you know, and you can say that by the way, like you can say, God damn it, this sucks. I, I guess I'll find the advantage or, you know, we'll figure it out. We'll make this work. So that's that hide and go seek. And so you have a choice there. The, the universe always tests you yep. like you're talking about. And you're just like walking through that fire. Like you're not even shook, like icy as fuck. I can see it right now. Yep. And, and, and then on the other side, you take that step and boom, it clicks. You know, like, you know, you know, people don't have to be Dramatic. I like the dramatics personally too. Yeah, but you can ask for it not to be non chaotic chaos. You know, and you can you want like to have the famous movie for the stars <laughs> to watch. You know, that's fine. We'll make right. the good content, and you can make stuff for network TV. That's right. Fine. Exactly. Yeah. Enjoy. I I would have to just like rent myself out the yeah. whole time if I was doing the network thing. Like that's great, great payday. But oof, I. Would rather laugh not. tracks. I'd, There's I'd, laugh tracks on your shitty movie because you couldn't handle the chaos. <laughs> just, uh, just keep that in mind, folks, when you're out there creating reality. Just kidding. I mean, it's cold. Um, I just want to chime in real quick and say because I'm talking shit about people being toxically positive. I've done it. I've done it. Uh, I don't. I'm not like let's be positive, good vibes only. I've never been that fucking insufferable, but like, I don't see any live, laugh, love posters. No, uh -uh. I'm cool, but (laughs) I also don't have any, like any way to hang anything up, but I see an alien poster. I did. I had to tape that up and it's going to curl up and piss me off, but this is a fan art. I have the best fan art. Yeah. That's amazing. This is, this is alien meat on Instagram. She made me that cool thing up there too. It's like all art for my kids and her. Yeah, I they're they're all great pieces. But I'm codependent. You like that for a segue? How's that for a segue? That's I'm codependent, great. and so what I've learned about myself and since I found out I was codependent, which was June, I feel like I have to fix everybody's problem. So if you put a problem in front of me, I feel like I have to fix it. And I think the reason that people are toxically positivating me right now is because I, I'm like, oh, is that what I sound like when people just want to talk about where they're at? And I'm like, well, you know, <laughs> have you read this book? So I'm I'm learning a lot in other people's reflections. So yeah, sometimes like uh, I have a friend who's he's a, he's a comedian. He's a really funny guy. But sometimes he'll call me and he'll start just into it, you know. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck, you know, so I'll start trying to figure out his problem. But from but now he's been like, listen, dude, sometimes I just want to talk. Yeah. So can you ask me when I call you if I just want to talk or if I want to I've respond? been trying to get better at being like, do you want He's the only friend. Do you want a solution to this problem? Like, do you <laughs> yeah. want to? He's the only friend who's been honest enough with me to be like, dude, 
I just want to chat. Like, I just want you to listen to me. I like it. That's a you good know? energy exchange. I used to call people assholes, but I used to cultivate these <laughs> relationships. I did. I, that sounds like I invented that. Asshole doesn't bother me. Like I get a lot of questions. What I hate are like nebulous questions. Like, are you having a good day? Or like, are you married? Or like, no, but assholes are like, cause that's energy transference, right? So there, there is a, if you're going to call me and dump your garbage on me, I'm going to want to talk about a solution or I'm going to ask you to stop doing that. So that's another like boundary thing I learned this year where it's like, that's a, or you can sign up on my website and you can just pay me to do that. And we can, you can do that. You can call me with a, a problem, but just, I don't know. There's a difference between venting and energy transfer. There really is. Yeah. And it's fine to vent and, and all of that. But yeah, just communication. I, I'm yeah. just so used to answering fucking questions. And it's something I never really wanted to do. Like, I don't want to answer people's questions all the time. Yeah. I don't know? mind. I like stimulating convert. I don't know. I like to talk I like, like I know about stuff I like that I read an article you know, about. I want people to figure it out for themselves, though. Yeah. You know well, that's I mean? really what has to happen now. So I usually just try to tell a story about myself if I can relate and let them pick up what they need to pick up or whatever. But I just wanted to hammer home. Don't impose your awakening on other people. But then I was like, well, obviously that's driving me nuts because I've done it. I've definitely done the it. The bargaining phase is definitely the most annoying you know, yeah. when it comes to dealing with stuff. The five steps of of uh, acceptance yeah. of the anger, the grief spectrum. Yeah. And I've been, I've done it in every phase of my life, you know, yeah. The conspiracy one was definitely the worst. Oh, God. How many Thanksgiving dinners have I ruined? Dude, I was the worst. I remember showing up to my mom's house because meth is not a good is not a good phase of your life to get into the conspiracy thing. <laughs> but I remember showing up at my mom's house. She thought I was dead. Like I'd been missing for years and I showed up to her house and I remember us having this knockdown drag out fight because I believed that the perfect storm never happened. The storm that the movie is made about oh. i was like i lived on the east coast during then if it had happened i don't know what the fuck i thought everything was a lie this is back when i stared at the sun i thought everything was a lie because you you kind of wake up a little bit and then you're like i've been lied to everything's a lie right. i think that's what flat earth is i mean i guess there's probably a timeline where the earth is flat who gives a fuck but it's the sensation right. that we're being lied to. It's well, the sensation just, that we are in some type of dome yeah. where we're being watched. Like, that's not that far off. But Yeah, true. Um, but yeah, I know exactly what you mean. It's so, it's, it, it's so destructive to, the, to your view of the world. Like, you just, you just become paranoid and you don't trust anything at that point. Exactly. And that's a dangerous place to be. But, you know, I don't know. Maybe that's necessary for some of us, at least, you know? Like, I don't know if that's necessary for everybody, but I needed it. My reality just destroyed with a fucking chainsaw. Yeah, no, I, you know? and I think it's good to look into the darker stuff, and a lot of it's true, and it's fun to talk about. It's interesting, but then I get, I notice, like, we talk about a little conspiracies and stuff a little bit on Mormon and the Method, and then I turn into a bitch in the group when people start talking about, about it. And I really try to figure out why do I get like this, you know? And I think it's my own. I'm insecure about people thinking I'm crazy and that I'm cultivating a, a group of oh, like people that are unhinged, you know? Right. And so when people start talking about it, I get very triggered. Um, I but I also think it's a pendulum. I it's think the conspiracy theory, like I am, we just talked about this on the last episode, but I talk about it constantly. Like, this thing that happens when there's a school shooting or 
Trump does something fucking insufferable or whatever. This thing that we do where we all just lament for 12 hours on the internet together and then that's it. We waste all that energy mm-hmm. talking about how powerful this pendulum is and, and then that's it. We don't take any too. action. Right. We don't shift our focus anywhere else. We just go, guns, the NRA is so powerful. They shoot again. It's never going to be any different. It's so awful. And then we forget about it the next day. And I'm like, this is bad. You guys are making it worse, you know? Or even if we don't forget about it the next day, we don't do anything. We don't shift to something more favorable. We don't entertain a timeline where the NRA isn't super powerful. We just talk about how powerful the parasites are. And I don't believe they are powerful. I believe their only power is that we believe that they're powerful. Mm -hmm. I don't think money is actually a thing. I think money is a allegory for attention. And the 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 elite don't give a fuck about it ain't about, it's not money. about money. It's that's about just attention. That, it's about us creating exactly. their reality. Attention, exactly. attention, attention, attention. You have everybody on this fucking yep. timeline creating fucking right. your timeline for you because I don't think they can. And I'm like, this thing that we do sucks. You're just nailing us to this fucking timeline. Stop paying attention to it. And then people, you know, but then that just sounds like I I don't want to do anything about it. I'm like, we can do the second there's a school shooting, there should be like, what can we do to solve this problem? And everyone shift their focus to the a favorable outcome and don't give any power. Same thing with like, don't put the dude's picture. Don't make him famous. Don't make this pendulum famous. You're made. We're making it big. This fucking clown is definitely getting reelected. We have built a fucking You're rewarding shrine to him. We're rewarding the worst kinds of behavior with our attention. With our attention. God, it's so, so fr- yeah. it's so frustrating. It but is. like, this is the same thing with conspiracies where I'm like, yeah, this is a thing. All this shit exists on some timeline, but like, let's not make it power. We're not going to do anything. If you're not going to do anything. So I'm not saying don't do anything. Fucking work on the solution. If they're like, it's the same thing with money. If you're stressed out about money, don't worry. Instead, take all that extra energy that you have and just work on the solution. Right. Pay attention to the solution. Right. I every time I start to stress about money, you Aaron, Aaron, uh, my partner on Mormon and the Meth Head, which is a great podcast. If you haven't started listening yet, I don't know what the fuck is wrong with I you. It's it. much better than this podcast. Um this episode especially. Uh but I'll, <laughs> um he can tell when I'm stressed out about money mm-hmm. because I'll be like, all right, we need to do this on the Patreon and then we're going to do this and I'm putting dates together and because that's what I do. Right. This is a second. If, if there's a money worry, if I get a bill that I wasn't expecting or something, I don't... What the fuck does worrying do? As the Bible says, does it add a cubit to your stature or something? Which I don't fully understand. It's mass shit. But like, just work on the solution. So right. anyway conspiracy theories pendulum right that's just another pendulum so i don't i don't like to they're funny fun to talk about but if they take you into a they any anything is potentially damaging and honestly could drag you down to death right everything is a pendulum everything wants more and more of your attention and energy so you know the pendulum network is where it gets like super duper complicated and weird which my mind just like i have uh, orgasms in my brain thinking about shit like cliff that. notes for people that don't understand reality transferring the idea of a pendulum is basically things that we create and then we become subjugated to them right and the the thing that really resonated about pendulums is pushing against a pendulum is making the pendulum more powerful so what it is is a thought an energetic thought stream 
right? So take any example, sports team, religion, politics, doesn't matter. And that thought stream, it gets attention and it feeds that pendulum. So it could be something as simple as smoking. It could be, you know, something big like uh, the president or something like that. But however you react to it, when you give it positive or negative attention, you're feeding it. Sometimes you, you want to f- figure out what the best deal is too. And sometimes you just got to feed some of them, right. right? A little bit and just try to negotiate the deal with them a little bit better. You know, like yeah. that's just kind of, I mean, they're not going anywhere. Right. But the point though is to really point your attention inwardly on who you are, cultivate that, be the most authentic expression of yourself, be charm. And that's where charm comes from, right? Like when your heart and mind connect and become, you know, like you, you are this more authentic expression of yourself. Right. And at that point, your focus is there. And so it's a lot easier to not get hooked by all these pendulums that are just like, and it could be anything. It could be just like somebody calling you a name or trying to get a reaction out of you, like a quick reaction, just like pushing a button. And as soon as you react, you've given in and you could take it all the way down, even a sports team, right? Like you could take the sports team all the way down. It's at a certain point, it becomes destructive. So, you know, you become obsessed with the LA Clippers. You only buy LA Clipper stuff and clothes like that. You go into credit card debt, you lose your job, you stop going to work. You just are at home watching the LA Clippers for eternity. Right. And so you've gone down the path of that potentially destructive pendulum. But we have to negotiate the deal in our life and how we have a relationship to reality. Like, what do I give? How much energy do I give these certain things? You can even make like a, like a, like a pie chart would be good, you know, because anything is potentially a pendulum. It's like family. Like I could take good care of my family or I could, you know, obsess and worry about them and have an unhealthy relationship to them. Yeah. And it doesn't matter what my relationship to it is. Like the thing itself is the same, but I'm, but I'm destroying myself and giving away my energy. Kind of deciding the energy exchange that you're having with exactly. it. Exactly. That's like Interesting, the deal. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. One thing that the, um, I started to get a little bit famous. I don't think I'm very famous, but I started to get a, a famous enough that I had a, like a larger than a normal person's circle of people paying attention to me. And I felt myself energetically controlling it because I didn't, hmm. I couldn't deal with the idea of the pendulum swinging the other direction. And I still don't think I, I don't think I like fame. I don't like it. I would have loved it when I was in much more of an ego space and I needed validation but when people are like, I love you, Jessa, all, that for some reason, all I feel is the potential for them to turn on me. Huh, it's weird. Yeah, I don't like it. But I won't, I won't ever message you that I love you again. Yeah. Ever. No, I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> it just really doesn't do it. What they're in love with or what they're expressing it's is helpful that, to hear that it's helping people. I'm not, I'm not yeah, taking away from that. Sure. But like this comedy stuff, I don't know. It's nice. But there, it it is anxiety inducing also because yeah. I'm like, you'll all turn on me one day, you know. Um, and I don't know what that is, what that mechanism is, but it's scary because it's yeah. like there's this many people paying attention to everything I say. Like there's a freedom in anonymity that like there I sure didn't is. understand before. But uh-huh. so this is just a learning experience that I'm having. But I feel I felt myself like pump the brakes on how fast that was growing last year. Mm-hmm. And one of the thing, but it like affected the creative projects I was working on. Right. And it definitely affects my ability to sell tickets in Bakersfield, fucking California, buy some goddamn tickets to my show, please. Anyway, I, um, that tried to, uh, it's a long story. I 
tried to book a show for us in Northern California, but I don't understand geography. And so I just booked a ticket, a show in Bakersfield, which is actually just an hour away from here, which is not how anything works. But anyway, nobody bought tickets. It's fucked up and I'm going to cancel the show, but you know, maybe not. Okay. Buy tickets. I hope they, yeah. If you live in tickets. LA, just drive to Bakersfield. I, I heard it's disgusting. Anyway. The Uber ride I had over here was an hour. Fucking drive to Jesse's yeah, show. Yeah, exactly. So it's probably five hours. Anyway, listen, I um can't remember what I was talking about. Oh, the aliens were like, Amy Schumer is so famous because she doesn't, she doesn't care how that pendulum swings. Cause I felt myself holding the pen, like mm. not letting the pendulum swing both directions. I couldn't deal with the idea of people thinking I'm crazy. I couldn't deal with the idea of people thinking I was a, a goo. You know, I did, there was a million things I didn't want. And so I wouldn't let it, I wouldn't let it swing. It would swing one direction and then I would try to hold it. And so I wasn't going anywhere. And then they pointed out, Amy Schumer doesn't give a fuck if everyone hates her because she understands that the more people hate her, the higher that pendulum swing in the other direction. And somehow, because if you pay attention to the internet, you would think that everyone hates her on the planet. Right. But she's selling out stadiums or whatever the fuck, right? Exactly. Because, or theaters, like because she lets that pendulum swing, man. The energy doesn't, it doesn't, the pendulum doesn't care if it's positive or negative energy. Does not care. Trump is a big deal because of his haters, for lack of a better word. Dude, I mean, the people who hate Trump are why Trump is what he is. Yeah, I mean, he, I don't know, like watching that, it made, it totally clicked the book for me because I was so into it when that happened. And like I woke up that morning, I asked my roommate at the time's girlfriend, uh, I was like, who won the election? Because like, I, you know, I really, I'm, I'm, I'm allergic to politics. You yeah. Know? I'm, I'm not really feeding that because I went so far in the conspiracy wormhole. She was like Trump. And I was like, ah, ha, ha, whatever. Fucking, I know you're joking. No, she's like, no, seriously. And I couldn't believe it, but it clicked. Like I was like, holy shit. That's all we talked about. Negative energy. Yeah. Momentum toward that pendulum and mm-hmm. it, hit, it hits critical mass and boom, you know, like that's how it's done. It does also kind of feel like when a dream gets so absurd that it wakes you up, you know, so that's part of it. We needed to satirize. Yeah. I'm sure I'm not now, pronouncing like it's that a right. cartoon the, um, sort of thing. Yeah. One more point. time real quick because I have to edit my other podcast. Where can everybody find you? Okay. So Transserving TV on YouTube and you can find me everywhere at Bootsy Greenwood. And then please check out the International Transserving Institute. We sound really, really professional. Um, but that's a great place. We have discussion. Please don't bring your links in there. Um, it's just a discussion place. It's like it's it's kind of pretentious in a way. But, um, you know, we're talking a lot in there and helping people try to understand the concepts and walk through it. Um, you can check it out on transurfing.us as well. That's a website uh, where like, there's some more information and stuff like that. Uh, but buy Vadim's books. Check check out my YouTube channel for now. I've got the books up. So uh, Bootsy Greenwood on YouTube and listen to those books. And I've got some videos and stuff on there as well. So that's where you can find me, Bootsy Greenwood and Transurfing TV and the International Transurfing Institute. And thank you, Jess, for having me on your podcast. Hell yeah. Thank you for being here. This is a great episode, uh, mostly because I was very funny and charming. But um, <laughs> I agree. I, you know, carried it. I <laughs> can be found at Jessa Reed Comedy. No, wait, just kidding. If you want to book a reading, go to jessareed.com. You can follow me at Jessa Reed Comedy on Twitter or Instagram. You can follow this podcast at Soberish Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Just follow it, and I'm never going to post anything ever, apparently. Um, 
Don't forget to start Mormon in the Meth Head. Mormon in the Meth Head is very different than this. Sometimes we talk about the same subjects, but you get to hear me, you know, you get to hear my unchecked psychosis bounced up against somebody with two feet on the ground. It's very interesting. But definitely if you're into Twin Flames, you want to hear about attachment stuff, mental health stuff. Like it's a fantastic podcast. It's very funny. Please start at the beginning and I will see you next week on I almost said Mormon in the Meth Head. Oh. So British. Bye. Bye.